And honestly, I think if it hadn't been for the fact that Wes and I had put together this ARG and had worked with these companies that were part of this this private event, we would we wouldn't have been invited either. I just flew in and man, my arms died. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I can't. I couldn't see you through. All right. Actually, no, just go with it. That's our introduction. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, maybe so. Um, it's so on brand for but, us. But I am tired. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is I am still tired, regardless of, of any part of my body doing a majority of the work getting here. I'm, I'm still tired. But it was worth it. Welcome, everybody. This is the Making Geeks Podcast, podcast for makers, families, and geeks. And we have a fun show for you, talking about our wrap-up from last weekend at WorkbenchCon. Um, we, the three of us hadn't even really talked much since just making sure that everybody got home okay. And then yeah. <laughs> I think everybody yeah. was... Yeah, I, I would like to say that I fell asleep for two days, but no, I got up next morning at five and went to got ready for work. So, how are you guys doing? How's your week been? Busy. How's your week been? Busy. Busy. <laughs> yeah, my weekend week and weekend are going to be very busy because we just had ten yards of mulch delivered to our end of our driveway today, so that's going to be fun. They didn't like roll it down the driveway. It's just at the top of the driveway. It's it's just waiting in a big mound. It looks like the mound of poop in Jurassic Park one, the Triceratops leaves. It's like that. It's like that big. Can't you just get like a blower and like blow like two feet off at a time in the backyard? I wish. <laughs> so you're gonna do it... all of that by hand? Yeah, we have a couple wheelbarrows. We've done it before, and every time. Like after, every time we do it, we're like, "Oh, why do we do this?" And then we forget because we haven't mulched our yard in like a couple of years, so it's it's really been a while. And every, we used to do it pretty regularly. And every time we're like, "Oh, it's not too bad." The last time wasn't too bad, but while you're in it, you're like, "Oh, this is horrible." So I don't know. This time will be our last time. I swear. <laughs> so are you just using it like for your for your planter beds for like a uh, ground cover or what? Yeah, yeah, like around the base of trees like in our in our yard and like it defines the outer perimeter of our like grassy area in the back and we we failed we we didn't do it for a couple of years and we actually did notice we we figured it was more aesthetic we didn't really think about the practical purpose of it and it really did affect our yard uh like erosion and stuff like not just around that specific area, but areas around it where it just allowed water to like accelerate. And like, we see more roots in the front yard than we used to. And uh, like the, the drop off is a little more rapid in the backyard to get, because we have like several tiers that kind of our backyards constructed from. And the second to last tier is a lot sharper of a steep, like incline than it used to be just because we don't have mulch there, I guess, to prevent the erosion. I mean, it makes sense. It's just we never really thought about it in that way. So, yeah, we have uh, we have a lot of wheel bearing to do. So, but but we said to ourselves that we'll when we're finished, we're gonna have a nice meal at Gonza, which is our local uh, Mexican restaurant that I introduced you guys to when you were here. Yep. And so that's our reward for working hard this weekend <laughs> is being able to go out to eat. So, your incentive. 
Yes. It's not a bad incentive. It was really good. It was it's fantastic. How's life back in uh, California? Uh, just as hectic as when I left. Um, busy. I mean, the family, everybody was good. I was only gone for, what, three days, I guess. But it's always such a whirlwind whenever I go to any of these events because I usually, it seems like I always arrive late and leave early. Is kind of the way it feels, unfortunately. Um, but well worth it um, with everything. Um, not much going on during the week, but I did get my uh, my laser from Art uh, that was that I signed an agreement with. So I have to review and put out the video within two weeks of yesterday. Oh so, wow! Yeah, I think ideally it'll be pretty easy because I don't have to do any kind of fancy project or anything. It's mainly getting it together. And I'm going to be putting it through its paces, and that should be enough for it. Um, I wasn't really, what's funny is I signed the deal, and I wasn't entirely excited about it. But when I got it in the mail last night and opened it up, I, I kind of got excited a little bit. It, everything looks pretty nice so far. Um, the diode module is a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. But I know that there's different wattages of them as well. I'm not is sure. Is this a, like a tabletop one? Yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's, it's a diode one that goes on a tabletop. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to use for the base yet. In fact, I might even talk to U.S. about some suggestions for it. But, so is this – I don't mean to interrupt. Is this one of these ones that you can, like, put on whatever? Like, you could put it on the hood of your car. You can put it on, like, a I, piece I guess, of wood. Or you... I guess technically you could. Interesting. I've seen people attempt attempt things with those. I, I'm not. I'm not sure – how experimental I'll get with it, at least in the video, because I, I kind of want to meet the uh, the agreement first, and then I'll probably come up with creative things to do with it after. Um, I was a little bit surprised by by something though. So uh, in one box, and the box isn't very big, came the main laser unit, which is basically just like the rails, the stepper motors, and the uh, the laser unit. It's uh, mm -hmm. 390 millimeters squared, which I think is like 15 by 15, if I, my my conversion was correct. So it's it's a fairly nice square area, mm -hmm. um, but it also came with a box of sample things to to engrave and cut. And in the box was leather, wood, like you would imagine, um, denim. They had a couple scores of denim in there, which I thought was interesting. Um, but also a couple sheets of uh, plate steel, which I'm a little bit confused by because um, I didn't think that stuff could etch steel. Um, so, well, if you spread it with like water mixed with borat, wouldn't it etch anything? I don't know. Just the the fact that it was in the box in itself, I would assume that means that you could put it in there and have it do something to it without any additional preparation. I, I could be wrong. Just I was surprised that it was in the box, and hmm. they are what eighth inch plate steel, which I mean it's a pretty sturdy, hefty piece of thing. Um, I'm pretty sure it's steel. It doesn't seem like aluminum because I can't bend it. And, you know, aluminum is a little bit more pliable usually. But I'll hopefully have it together this weekend. Um, hopefully by mid next week, I'll have run my tests and then I'll have a couple of days to do the video. So that should be coming out pretty quick. Well, it's got to come out pretty quick. <laughs> it has to come out pretty quick because then I have three weeks to build cabinets in my garage for my other agreement video for Evolution Tools. 
So for the uh, for the laser one, is it just simply like a review? Like, what were the parameters of the agreement that you made? With I them? can Did essentially, you keep it? yeah, I keep it. Um, I can essentially do anything I want with it in terms of the video, mm -hmm. um, as long as I I say some things about it and I have some links in the description, and it has to hit a thousand views. But okay, with, with, yeah, I I I know. Which I'll just hit loop. Leave okay, I, I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll be asking a lot of people to watch it a couple times. But I don't remember there being a time frame on, on the thousand views. I'm like, well, you didn't say, you know, what period of time, so a year. <laughs> Although my laser videos tend to go up pretty quick. Yeah, the, the, one, the one interesting stipulation um, was that if it doesn't hit that thousand views, then I have to make a second, second video. Although it didn't... It <laughs> That's didn't not... Although, really it, but, but once again, it didn't say in what period of time I have to make that second video. So I'm going to use those loopholes to my advantage <laughs> to, just to make sure I, I can get through this. And I don't know, it looks like it, I, I haven't used it yet, but the, the build quality looks pretty good. Um, although there's a different company's diode laser that I was supposed to get that never came through that is the one I actually wanted. So I might still end up with more than one of these things. I might have to start doing like raffles and giveaways for, for all the extra lasers because I'm, I'm going to probably have too many. Mm -hmm. Watch within about two months, Maker's Portal is going to end up with one of my lasers. Let's see if he responds. He's in the chat right now. <laughs> what he could do is take those old timey photos that he'd been taking and turn them into like black and white and then just start metal etching them. Yeah, that's definitely viable. It's funny. Back in the day, my parents did that. They would like, metal etch photographs like is that the tin type i think so I, i'm not Silver sure nitrate how or it was i think yeah but like take old-timey pictures mm -hmm. and then like etch that old-timey picture on a metal to make it look like an old-timey metal picture it's really cool i mean they last forever too yeah it's they're cool nice yeah. yeah i'm actually really looking forward to this one because the the quality that you can get with the diode lasers is is pretty good and in some cases i think it's better than the co2 lasers um yeah so i'll be talking about that probably for the next week or two and and yeah how about you donovan uh it's it's been good um i took a day off i say a day off i have kids there's never really a day off but i kind of took a, a day off from like working and whatnot to recoup after getting back home uh, and to send out like thank you emails to all the the contacts and businesses that Wes and I worked with and coming up with our ARG and the ones that I talked to while I was there at the event and and now that I'm you know back from this event a lot of it is coming down off the high of uh, WorkbenchCon and it's funny because at WorkbenchCon you're there and you're surrounded by people and there's it's just this injection of like energy and creativity and just awesomeness and then you have to like come back to the real world and you're like I'm gonna do everything and then you come back you're like oh I have responsibilities <laughs> so I managing all relate. the yeah all the expectations that I made like I had in my mind internally coming off of that event with you know you know, having kids, having a house, having a wife, you know, and a life and all that kind of stuff. My excitement been... was way up here yeah. and then work beat it down here. Mm. Not even family work just destroyed it this week. I get it. Yeah. But I'm excited. Um, I, I learned a lot and realized a lot and got to talk a lot. I've got my voice back. So that's good. 
It started going out the first day we were there, and it was like, oh, no. <laughs> but I'm glad it went. It was fantastic. Is that a good segue? Just jump right into it? I think so. I, th- I think that's probably a, a big part. Um, I guess so quite- for anybody, yeah, for anybody listening uh, that doesn't already know, because we have been talking about it for a while, there was a, a big convention in Atlanta last weekend that we were all together in person and had a microphone set up in person and never hit record to do an in-person podcast. The, the thought it's the thought that counts yeah from what I from what I hear I don't know we were prepared we were you know we don't really have any parameters for this conversation because I'm trying to sit here thinking about what do we talk about what do we not talk about um, in all honesty the evening that we were all sitting down um, in the lobby on the sofas if we had just put up a, a microphone in the middle of it and then like snippeted together like highlights of the evening, that would have been perfect. But yeah, it's all right. We'll we'll do it again next time. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> Made some there new friends, a, yeah, played yeah. some new games, learned some yep. stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of fun activities that we uh, took part in, like different meals and stuff we shared together. And it was kind of, cool to have like a vacation you know from the the last two years in a way like it that's the last conference that i went to before this was mm-hmm. workbench con right before the pandemic like in the same for a lot of other folks and so it was kind of poetic to go back to this not that we're done with the pandemic by any stretch but you know, a lot of things are attempting to get back to normal coincidentally right now so we'll see if that hopefully works that way but it was it was great to see you guys and a lot of other people. There were some people that uh, listened to the podcast and that are in the uh, live chat right now that I actually never met in person, uh, including uh, Grant from Dad Crafting. We actually got to meet him. That was pretty cool. And uh, it was great to have Makers Portal out there, even though I hadn't met him before. and don't get to interact with him in person very often. So that was really awesome to have him fly out and see us. Hang he out. got really popular with that Polaroid camera. He was talking around did. to take pictures of everybody. He did. You know, it, it was my first time to, to work BenchCon that both of you have been before. Have you guys been once or twice before? Three Two times. for me. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I could kind of start things off a little bit like this. You know, I've been a maker for, you know, several years and we were, you know, lucky enough to be able to do a couple of live talks with them and, Maker Fair is a really, really cool experience, but it's open to the public and it, the the environment is cool, but it also seems a little bit um, different. Um, Workbench Con, by comparison, I, I actually think I liked a lot better um, because it seemed like such a an inclusive group of you knew why everybody was there. It wasn't just the family out for an outing. And one of the experiences that I, I liked the best was you know, getting up and going down for breakfast or whatever meal it was and going and sitting down at a table where I didn't know anybody. And that usually happened because all of you had all the seats taken and I was like the last one to get my food (laughs) and I had to find somewhere else to sit most times, which is fine. But what I really like is that I could, and this already, this happened several times, I sit down at a table where I didn't know anybody and automatically everybody introduces each other. Oh, what do you make? What do you do? And it was it was the norm that was established without even having to say anything. And it felt completely natural 
And I love that. I mean, I go to work meetings like this all the time and I sit down somewhere and nobody will talk to anybody. Partially because huh. we, we don't really want to be there. But, you know, WorkbenchCon, you know, you want to be there. Is, well, you better want to be there for the cost of the ticket. But <laughs> I, I loved that environment. And right away I had five or six new contacts. And, and meeting people and talking and, and seeing the the variety of of interests that were there and it was great it was a great experience from from that standpoint and we always joke that a lot of these are more about networking and just meeting people than any of the events that the the actual venue creates because that's like a whole other conversation probably for a little bit later but yeah yeah let's talk about that <clears throat> Let, let's, yes. let's well, not I think, right now no a little bit later <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to it there's there's some stuff to actually talk about uh, it's not all roses but it was a lot of fun um, I just wish it well I'm not gonna say I wish anything the experience is worth it no matter what I, I do not regret going I loved it yeah it's interesting now that I think about it like the people that attend this thing really like if they had a different, slightly different mindset, it would be a completely different experience. Because realistically, in a way, the the attendees are almost like in competition with one another for <laughs> eyeballs, for <laughs> sponsors, for so many different things. But nobody really, for the most part that I encountered, no one really treats it like that. They just as well could have, um, but the. The desire to like collaborate just you know even over a meal you know or just like talk with have like a common ground overrides that in that uh tendency to maybe make a competition out of it which is interesting um something that i don't remember if i even mentioned on the show or if even i even told you guys we were talking about before workbench con about uh the sponsors that were going to be there or possible approaches or like how to handle all that I had a video plan that I was going to, this, this is my plan. I was going to have an EM tag, which some of you already saw, uh, or some of you saw when I was there. But it was going to have a QR code that would take people to a specific video only for WorkbenchCon. That did an intro to my channel, talked about my demographics, the things that I make, and stuff like that. I had the script entirely wrote out. I had the you know everything set for it. But when it came down to it, I had 20 minutes to do it before my plane left. That's it. And that was not enough time to accomplish all that stuff. And that's how busy that, that week was uh, before um, I left. And so I basically dropped it, left it on the cutting room floor, and didn't do any of that. And then when I got to WorkbenchCon and looked around, I didn't feel that inspired to make that pitch to any sponsors. I, I just didn't. And once I kind of let myself once I kind of admitted myself that I wasn't going to do it and didn't let that pressure affect me, I started enjoying myself. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, both of you guys have said it like the value of the event is the people. It's that that's what it is. That's why we go. It's the people. The added value is all of the other stuff that may, that may or may not be there, but the whole value of the event is the people. And it's kind of funny. Like I, Every time that I've gone, I never go expecting to make friends. Um, I am not I'm not the best in social situations. And my my brain goes at a thousand times a minute. And sometimes I talk faster than I should. And 
Like, I don't realize what I'm saying. And so I have to make like a conceited, focused effort when I'm talking to people not to, I don't know, act crazy. I can be overwhelming. And I, I understand that. Like, I get that. I know I know that's me and that's my personality. But um, and especially being at events like this, it's hard not to just act like a giddy kid. But I never go like expecting to make friends. But then I make friends and it always blows me away that like there's these amazing people in the community that are now part of our like social circle that I'm like, wow, how did that happen? <laughs> Didn't we kind of make this joke like years ago when a lot of this started? Like I'm I'm 35 or 40 years old and I'm making adult friends. It was it's, it was a weird experience for a lot of us at the beginning. And I forget who it said before or who said it before. Oh, honey, I'm going to Boston. I'm going to be sharing a room with a bunch of these guys I've never met. <laughs> <laughs> that was before my time, so, but I get the reference. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's still true today for a lot of people, so. <laughs> Sorry, there's not many more, there's not really many opportunities for adults to kind of make new friends besides, you know, pre-established circles like church or a bar or, or like a, a you know, a mandatory, mandatory fun thing for your kids. Yeah, exactly. There's mm -hmm. not really that many opportunities, especially like interest based, you know, ex outside of those other things I just mentioned. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, speaking of something really cool, do you want to explain Donovan what you and I worked on for a month plus or like a couple plus. We started, we started a couple months ago, but really we, the rubber hit the road like within the last three weeks or so. So if you want to dive into yeah, that, I think it's pretty cool because it relates to the podcast. We had some stuff to do. Uh, it does. Did it, we not so. talk about it? We, I mean, we've talked about it. We didn't explain it really, did we? We didn't really explain it that well because we were trying to be coy with the details so as to not ruin things. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, did you ever Did you ever try and add up how many hours you think you've... Uh, you? No, met? it was an entire weekend's worth of work. Like I didn't do anything else. That's not true. I watched some Peacemaker episodes. <laughs> I watched a couple Peacemaker episodes, but besides that, I didn't even take time to like go get lunch anywhere. I had, I didn't eat anywhere else. I, I got food and brought it back, like mm -hmm. for an entire like uh, full day Friday, full day Saturday, and most of the day on Sunday. Was it even a little bit on Thursday? I can't remember. Maybe mm -hmm. the tail end of Thursday. Well, yeah, because yeah. after the podcast, you and I That's talked right. until forever. That's right. So. Uh, so what Wes and I uh, have been alluding to in the podcast before and what we did is that we came up with a treasure hunt for not a scavenger hunt, <laughs> a treasure hunt for WorkbenchCon. And what it was is that we took um, nine people from the maker community, mostly our friends, because that's who we know and who we felt would be less offended by the artist depictions we made of them. Uh, and we turned them into fantasy characters on cards that we then handed out to people at the event to solve uh, puzzles on the back of each of these cards, go around to the different booths, learn something about the companies at those booths that would then turn into a code word that they give to get the next card, solve the next puzzle, so on and so forth. And then once you had all nine cards collected, you had to arrange them in a certain way. You had to use augmented reality uh, to find a, a combination to a directional combination lock that we had on a huge chest that sat on the presentation stage that was full 
of prizes and all kinds of stuff from each of the companies that were there, as well as um, a prize from the Making Geeks podcast, which was kind of the... With, which was debatably the coolest prize. Well, yeah. We we, uh, we donated a Oculus Quest 2 headset. I mean, that, that, that brought the people to look at the box. I mean, let's just be honest. Show us the cards. Ah, oh, do you have the, all of mine are upstairs? Oh, no. I should. I should have been prepared enough to bring cards down to show everybody the cards. Um, what I will do, I will post all of the, I'll post all the cards on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me already, follow me at Once Upon a Workbench, and I will show you guys the series of cards that we made for, uh, for each of the people. It was, it was so cool, um, taking taking people that we know in the community and our friends and then turning them into fantasy characters. It was so much fun to the point that people who have seen that had have seen the work that we've done are like, hey, can you make one for me? <laughs> they, they almost look like uh, like magic cards. They, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, which was which was the, the intent and purpose of right. what we wanted to do. Can, can I interrupt you guys for a quick second, though? Mm-hmm. I, I want to give the both of you credit that I don't think you you rightfully got for the work that you put in and what you put together. Um, I know that the people that participated really loved it, and I know that there's appreciation maybe from a lot of the other makers. But from the venue itself, I think that they dropped the ball in in really kind of appreciating what went into it and and having some sort of unifying activity to bring everything together. Because they didn't do squat for lack of uh, other words I'd rather use <laughs> and actually yeah. and actually pulling that together uh, the two of you doing that w- was a better um, well I already said it like unifying activity because the the person that should have been missing the entire thing um, did a horrible job and honestly like if I was more brave uh, what's the word bold uh, sir. bold if I was more bold I would have got. I should have gone. We should have gone up there, and introduced the game rather let it rather than letting her ruin it for us. Yeah. Oh my god. We had this but, whole like we had this whole sequence and speech and like little charade, charade, charade. Yeah. This little <laughs> pre- presentation to like really get people engaged. And Dramatic and, entrance to the chest. Oh, we had ices. like a we had a whole thing to, you know planned out and then a quippy ending. Oh my gosh! And she's just like, "Oh hey, so if you happen to be interested in treasure hunts, go find these no, two no, no. people she that you never." She said scavenger. Scavenger hunt. hunt. They go find these two people that you've never met before. Probably go find them. I'm not going to tell you what they look like or where they are. Just go find Wes and Donovan, and uh, you might get you might get a cool prize. That's what she said. You might get a cool prize. Yeah, like uh, and we're I, like standing off stage, like with this whole like giant chest. We were ready to like slam down and like show and like list rattle off like all the prizes to get people interested in it. And then, but no, I mean it, it went how it went for a reason, I guess. But mm-hmm. we ended up having you know pretty good participation. But it could have been a lot better, I think, from just to the get go, like out of the gate. And that was just like a small little sampling of the issues we had with some of the uh, people running the thing, but. If, it, it was great. It, it was great no matter, like, in, in spite of the people running it, it was great. So just imagine how good it could have been if they're actually, they actually supported it, like, wholeheartedly. If there uh, is a Workbench Con next year, which I don't know why there wouldn't be, but just if, just because, um, for some of the people that we know that are 
I don't know if there's an advisory board for it, like there's for Maker Fair, but maybe we can make a suggestion about maybe somebody that is well respected in the group to be a kind of an appointed MC of sorts. Um, we we know somebody. Yeah, well, we know. I think we know a couple people. Mm-hmm. But bo- bottom line is, I don't think it should be trusted in the hands of the person that was supposed <laughs> to be doing it, because that wasn't the only failure in that in that um, thing. So, yeah, if you have a keynote and they're like say their keynote address, you know, they're like one of the the premier like people that, that you have there, like pulling people in, you know, getting them interested, like get setting the precedent for the day, right? And then after the keynote, usually there's a person like the MC, whoever's hosting it, like, thanks, Bob, or thanks, person. All right, you guys have a great one. And he's just like left up there, like hanging in the wind, like, all right, I guess I'm going to keep talking because no one's like playing me off stage. And it was just, it was so believably, unfortunately, it was believably awkward. It was like a bad episode of. The Office, where Michael Scott is just well, like, I, are we going to talk about now? <laughs> I mean, we might as well. We're like yeah. sort of beating around the no, bush. You, yeah. you can you can say not this is an imaginative thing. That's it's what it happened. Bob, oh, yeah. yes. Bob was on stage giving the keynote address, yep. and he finished, and there was no staff. Crickets. Nothing. Nothing. It, it was so awkward. Oh, it was so awkward. Like he has to put the the mic somewhere. There was no mic stand. Like, what does he just like lay it on the stage and walk away? Like, just drop the mic. And it, you know, oh my gosh. Anybody want to ask any questions about my dog? Yeah, he's like, I guess that's I exactly what he did. Yeah. Uh, and Nicole's like, "What about your cats?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and, and it's uh, so funny. Like Ben Benuita was the the keynote speaker for the first day that we were there on Friday. Yeah. And it was it was so funny. He was talking. He he gave a really good um, talk. He talked about um, scaling up uh, in terms of of what we do and being makers and stuff like that. Not trying to do everything all at once, but scaling up what you are doing. And some of the points in the beginning that he was making really good and really impactful for the people that were there. Then he went off on this tangent about buying company after company after company, and like just his relatability just fell through the floor. But that said, (laughs) in the middle of his talk, he's like, Yeah, you know, we're building this hotel, and like we bought our own sofa company to make our own sofas and all this kind of stuff, and maybe we can have WorkbenchCon there one year, and it'll actually be fun. (laughs) And I I just just kind of looked at each other like, Did he just say that? Did he just say that? And like didn't didn't even phase like the the staff or anybody else that I don't know if they were because they weren't even attention. paying attention. No, they weren't even but paying attention. there was like this like sort of weird laughter that everybody was like laughing, but they, it's like the person laughing in class because they're afraid they're like about to get in trouble by the teacher scolding them for laughing, but they wanted <laughs> to laugh. Like it, it was like this nervousness that was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and by the by the closing ceremony, we might have kind of discovered why there's this disconnect. <laughs> And maybe we'll still say that for a little bit later too, but it seems like there's a whole ulterior motive going on with WorkbenchCon, which is a little bit off-putting. But at least I didn't know about that until the last day. Oh, gosh, I totally forgot about that. (laughs) I I can't forget about it. All right, so if we're going to talk about it, I want to ask you you guys this question, especially Sean, since this is your first time. Okay. Is it worth it? Is it worth the money? 
because that's the main factor for a lot of people not going to this is because of the money it's super expensive yeah yeah it is like tickets um if, if you don't know or if you haven't been tickets are six hundred dollars um to get into the event plus the hotel which is like eight hundred dollars plus the plane ride you're, you're, you know, you're looking at a thousand dollars just to basically participate yeah oh yeah at least plus food plus, plus so i get plus. I'll, I'll answer this two different ways um for me individually with where I am in the community and my personal, uh, I guess, scale of business, right at, at this point right now, um, yeah, it, it's worth it's worth it for me. <clears throat> um, but a lot of it is because of what I've already had invested in the last five years, and that I know a good number of people there. And to be there with you guys and Nicole and Turi and, and Grant from Dadcrafted and uh, my brother being there was kind of like a bonus because that wasn't part of the original plan. It was worth it for me. I got a lot out of it, even though there was no sponsorship deals done. Um, that's, you know, just kind of the situation I'm in. But for somebody that is just getting started, um, I, I don't think I could recommend it for them. I, I, I don't. And Donovan, you said something before, or, or maybe it was it was US that talked about the being in competition with each other because of the the sponsors. Um, it's something that I didn't think about a lot, but I think that it was subconsciously there. Of you, how many people do you think were at WorkbenchCon? What was the attendance? Do you guys know? I'm curious because this kind of matters. How many? Five hundred. Was it that many? Uh, that's the number I heard from Steph. Wow, that seemed kind of high. I, Maybe well, in between 400 and 500. Well, well, okay, so either, either way, you say 500 people. Mm-hmm. You say even even if half of those people, so like say 250 people, are looking to get sponsored or find some sort of sponsorship, that's 250 hitting the same 15 sponsors that were there because there were not that many. At least in my mind, it wasn't it wasn't that many. The the competition and the odds of of getting something worthwhile other than just maybe a, like a free product like yeah i got free headphones from my Sotunes. you know getting free 50 dollars headphones for doing a couple of videos i don't think is 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 worth it um it, it's a tough sell if you're if you're selling from the standpoint of are there supposed to be a meetup and, and you know meeting with uh, sponsors potentially for your channel i i don't think there's enough meat on the bone for everybody. I, I really don't. So what you end up with is a really expensive hangout. So it's luckily enough, I wasn't going mainly for that reason. Um, otherwise I would have been pretty, uh, yeah. And really there's like three different avenues or like tracks that an attendee can sort of like go down. Like when you go there, you can either choose, I'm going to be super social and, and interact with other people that are on my, like more or less level, you know, like not like fans, but people that are also content creators. And that's a a cool conversation that you can have with somebody that you can't just like walk down the street or even go to your, you know, if you go to church, if you go to church, how many content creators are going to be there? Like any circle of friends that are not already in this thing, like you're a lot more likely to find somebody that also that watches a football game or not including myself, but like, you know, like it's not a common experience that you can like, strike up a conversation with somebody and like have something to share of that specific, like shared occurrence or shared interest. 
so that's that's something you can't usually get so that's one thing and then the other thing is uh sponsors like you said that's another track you can kind of go down and have all your energy devoted to just talking to sponsors and not worrying about other people right or the other one is you can go there for the classes there may or may not be something for everybody there for whatever reason uh but those are like three different sort of tracks that i sort of visualize as things you can get from it and it could be any combination or isolated of those actually i think there i think there's one more although yeah i don't think this one is one that would really want to be uh, anybody would want to advertise this but you're also paying for access to people in a way in a, in a venue that you know you'd be able to talk to people that you normally wouldn't be able to talk to maybe one-on-one you know whether it's bob or Duresta or Benueta. Sure. And there's filtering out. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's a lot more chance encounters. I mean, for instance, the, the morning that I left, I was waiting out in front of the hotel for my Uber and who comes out, Derek from Malden and Jimmy Dresta. So I got to have a, a 15 minute one-on-one con, uh, conversation with Dresta, which isn't probably that common in a lot of circumstances. And, you know, it's always a little bit of an ego stroke too, that he remembers who I am. Cause I met him years ago and I've seen him, you know, very times through the years, but I had a good conversation with him about things and his, his Netflix show coming out and stuff. And then I get on the, the train at the, uh, at the airport to get taken to my terminal. I walk in the train and I turn and who's right there? Benny Wada. So I got to have a one-on-one conversation with him for the duration of the train ride, which is only about, you know, five or eight minutes, but, but still, and same thing with him. He remembers who I am. Cause I've seen him on different occasions and got to have a good conversation with him. So it's an access that, uh, expensive access <laughs> but you don't get to have that you know you you wouldn't get that at maker fair probably because the sheer number of people and everybody kind of mob you know mobbing in a different way um so that that also helps wes what do you think if i, if I thought it was worth it mm-hmm. that's that's tough uh the more i want to say maybe the more that i go i feel like the less that I get out of it, it diminishes diminishing returns. Yep. And it's not from a person to person relationship. Like I still get way more out of the, the networking than anything else. But as, as far as like what workbench con offers beyond just the opportunity to talk to another person, because we, mm-hmm. we, we have the opportunity already with at least us three to have like an outlet to talk about making things. And then there's all these other discord things like that's, that's never going to change. Like, yeah, we that's can't all always favorite. do it over a game of heave ho, though. So that's, that's that's very true. That changes things. <laughs> like I'm, I'm definitely getting more and more like frustrated and disenchanted with the people running that stuff. Uh, like the first year last year, the last year that I attended two years ago, you're sort of blinded by like all the things that are going on. You can't really see what's happening behind the curtains. So, or you don't want to see, or besides like the, the crappy audio and H, uh, audiovisual setup they had last year was absolutely abysmal. Like you'd have to be blind to not notice that or not care, like to have it bother you or have it not bother you. Um, but this year, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like I wanted to put up with it. Like for the amount of money that we're all paying, it was sort of kind of ridiculous for some of the stuff that the way things were managed and handled. Um, so that was that get it, it was irritating me a lot more this time around than before. Um, and that can segue into the last, the closing ceremonies a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> so they had a closing. They had the closing ceremonies, which most of these events, it's a thing where you're kind of like thanking everybody for being there. You know that that sort of like kind of like a wrap up of the the occurrence of of the event, and it's sort of like a nice like send off till next year. I think one of the other years they had maybe Jimmy Dresta do one or something. It's usually like a speech thing, like a motivational thing. Get out there, go get him, Tiger. Da da da. da. And so we're like, okay, that's that's what it's going to be. Sweet. So we all kind of um, we told we were told where it's going to be, and it wasn't in the normal area that we had been congregating the entirety of this event. That was all like a ghost town. So all the vendors had already packed, most of them had already packed up their crap and like skipped town kind of Which feel. almost seemed disrespectful in a lot of ways too. It was it was super weird. Um, that's what everybody thought, the, the, the at least I thought the last thing was going to be because that's where all of our congregational activities occurred. But no, it was like in this side like presentation room, like a meeting room that happened to have like a big screen and like a, a stage or something. Um, so we're like, okay. So as we're like kind of queuing up to go in there, they're like, oh, listen, you can drop in a business card or a sticker for a door prize. And I'm, and I'm already out of stickers. This is at the end of the event. My objective is to give out all my stickers. If I've given out all my stickers, I consider that a win. All right. So at this point, I've given out every friggin' sticker I brought, which granted wasn't a, a ton, but... I not as many as previous previous not, years, not but still a lot. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm like, okay, I met the obligation, cool. And so we're at the last thing, like, oh, drop another sticker. I don't have another sticker. Donovan's with me. He's like, oh, crap, I got to go get another sticker. He, like, takes off. We're standing beside each other. He takes off and goes up to his room to drop a sticker in there. And I'm just like, what is this for? And like, oh, it's for a door prize. I'm like, whatever. And I just, like, walked in. <laughs> like, just the, the that sort of, like, I got, like, an icky feeling already from that. And so we like, go in there. We sit down. You know, and there's, like, some of our other. Uh, crew that are already in there waiting for us like a sit beside grant from uh dad crafting and like a couple other people in front of us and there's like a screen up what was the name of it pimp my pimp my deer, deer park pimp, pimp my, my deer, deer, park. deer park deer park deer house deer home camp it wasn't deer park because that's a brand yeah. okay pimp yeah, my deer, deer camp, camp. And it was a like a silhouette. It was like a little graphic, like a clip art of a silhouette of a deer, where the antlers are replaced by two wrenches. And I'm like looking at that, I'm like, and before we're sitting down, there's a, a koozie that's in every seat, and it's like this camouflage super redneck koozie for like a beer or something, right? Or like yeah, a bottle uh, opener with a bottle opener attached. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, like I'm already out of my demographic as I'm looking at, I'm like picking up this thing, like this thing's in my way. It's preventing me from sitting down. What is this crap? And I look at it. I'm like, I don't want this. I just like throw it, <laughs> throw it in the chair beside me. I'm like, I don't want this. Like I'm already like irritated by the door prize thing. And then this, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I look at the screen and it's like this deer thing. What the hell is this? And there's like antler, the antlers are wrenches. I'm like, that's a clever design. It looks kind of cool. But then I'm like looking at the description and like Grant's holding the little, pamphlet to describe like what the event is and i'm reading it and i start like it's like that moment in the sitcoms where like they re- you realize that everybody around you is like an alien except you 
or like something like that. It kind of like that little weird focus zoom thing that happens in the, the movies where it's like the person realizes that, you know, the, it came from inside the building all along or whatever. That's what it felt like to be out. It's like this moment of like realization of what was about to happen. And the description was for like this, like sh- reality show with all these people I don't care about. And like the way they described it was like super, I, I read just enough of it to like, kind of turn my stomach upside down and i just thought like i love I, and it was like slotted for like an hour or something we get to like preview an, an episode of this new show that's coming out yeah like i realized like i'm in a cult like jordan just said in the live chat and and i'm just like i have i, I spent like a thousand dollars plus to get here i don't want to spend time watching a pilot of a show i'm not gonna i wouldn't like tune into this as you know at home like why would i do that here and like i'd I'd rather just go talk to some other sponsors or actually they're not there anymore i can't do that it's like i was trying to think like what else am i gonna do i'm like well i can go up to my room and uh maybe i'll find another person that doesn't want to watch this thing and so i just like stood up and i i walked out and other people were still filing in like through the entrance i just left (laughs) And I don't know what happened in that room after that point because I wasn't there anymore. I, went I, I, I can I can tell you. Like, yeah, I went up to my room and I sat down, and I think I got a message from Sean saying, "Where'd you go?" And I'm like, "I just left. I'm in my room. If you want to join me, and that's when you can take over <laughs> the story." So I was trying to figure out if something you know happened or you know something kind of peeved Wes off, and then Grant from Dancraft had showed me the message, and I, I stood up. And it had some choice words, probably a little bit too loud that I, that I should have. Um, and basically walked out. And then I was kind of just sitting out outside. And sitting outside the door of the closing ceremonies actually was really informative. When you looked at who walked out and who was not going in, was really telling. Because Jurassic did not go in. Uh I forget his name. Is his name Michael or Bob or not Bob uh, from uh, Bourbon Moth. Moth Woodworking? He walked out. He might have got kicked out. I don't know. But he walked out. <laughs> but most of the of the I hate using the term, but like bigger, bigger tier, yeah, yeah, makers weren't going in to watch, and I think that was really telling. So either they knew ahead of time, or they just didn't care anyways. Um, so it was, I was doing just some, you know, people watching and then Wes contacted me again and come up to the room and there, we were playing a switch game after that. Yeah. Cause so how this event started, cause I was unfortunate enough to stay at least until they handed out food so I could grab food. Cause I was so hungry. I'm like, I just want the food. Oh man. yeah, that's right. That's right. They baited people with food too. I forgot they did that. Yeah. I know. It wasn't but, even like real food. It was like little snacks, wasn't it? So yeah, at dinner time. Well, and, yeah, it was it was it was convention food food quote unquote but they had this panel up on stage that was made up of the showrunners and the producer yeah and sponsor uh for this network reality pimp my dear stand dear camp whatever um show which uh it's it 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 just got awkward it was so awkward listening to all of these people talk because the stuff that they were saying was so 
offensive to everybody that was in there. There was one guy that stood up on the stage and was like, you're only worth what content you have. And I was like, do you know the room? Like, do you know? What it, why are you saying stuff like that? He wasn't he wasn't part of our community. Like he was he was a business that was here doing business for this business and TV show. Like he didn't understand who we were. And then he's up there making comments like that. And I was like, I can't I can't take this guy seriously or I can't take any of it seriously. I couldn't I could hardly take it seriously in the beginning when I was like, what the heck is pimp my deer camp? But the more each one of them talked the more disjointed that whole closing ceremony, it just all fell apart. And I'm like, what is happening? And it's so funny. All of us were on the same row and we're all freaking texting each other. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? While we're supposed to be listening to this thing. And um, I don't know what happened after that. I can only guess. Uh, well, they showed the pilot episode for the TV series, right? Something like that. I don't know. We, we grabbed food and we took off. I think I think the real kicker is that the door prize was just a set of Isotunes headphones. That's it. Well, the That's door all prize was. was the swag left over from each of the booths. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and, and "That's the door prize." Like, Nicole and Turi from Win Geekscraft, they actually ended up winning one, and they, they were did. there to claim and the they prize. Weren't even there, and so Grant so apparently is the only member of the crew left that didn't like skedaddle after they got the food. And so he's like, I guess I'll claim the prize for them. But he like walks up on stage and gets as booed. he tells it. Yeah. He's like, he accepts it on behalf of <laughs> when geeks craft and he gets booed for some reason. I don't understand that, but okay. Yeah. I don't know. Gosh. Why would he be booed? I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe but, they weren't yeah. booing him. Maybe they're booing that after all that, the grand prize was just a set of, of headphones. <laughs> Maybe they're booing the prize and not the person. Maybe. So. I mean, if yeah. the door prize was the, the the phantom CNC machine, I mean, then, you know, sure, I'll listen to your crappy commercial and, you know, maybe get a $10,000 machine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there there's one additional thing that is frustrating about these events, but this is it's more like a real, real personal type thing for me. Is it... You know, you, you get into an event like this and you kind of want to hope that everything's somewhat equal. We're all equal here. We're all makers. We're all trying to do something like this. But then you realize that there's a whole nother tier, almost like this secret type of, you know, gathering um, that, you know, I don't have a seat at the table at. That's why, you know, I have a, and you guys were invited to a party that I wasn't invited to. Um, you have all these other meetings going on and it's, it's not all equal. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was invited. I was invited to a party that it said on the slip. It was like, "This is a secret party," and Donovan handed it to me. It said, "This is a secret party. Don't tell people. We're gonna meet at this place. You you have to have this ticket to go there." And I'm like, he hands it to me. I'm like, "Who's gonna be here?" And then you're like, "Well, Stephanie, our friend Stephanie from Uncommon Outpost, is gonna be there," and. She doesn't know anybody else, so we should go. I'm like, uh, I guess maybe. And I don't know. I, that already kind of. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. And so, I was already kind of on the no side, but maybe on the maybe side, but more likely on the no. And basically, Indifferent. Indifferent. yeah, yeah. And so, as the night went on, like the the opportunity 
came and went for that, like when when the time of that was starting, I was already with Sean. I was we had all gone to dinner. We had gotten the hamburger over at uh, Donnie Wahlberg's. Um, what Wahlburgers? Burger, burger place. I like my description better. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I was already with the people I wanted to be with. By the time that started, I like like I was tracking the time it started or whatnot, and I. I was in some of the same messaging as some of the people that ended up going. Um, but yeah, I didn't care about that anymore. And I, I didn't really have an interest. I was with the people that I wanted to be with. And by me not going like it, 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 it sort of cemented my decision for me. And then I think Donovan started with our group. And I think he ended up being sort of coerced in a way to go over to that party by stuff. And he ends up going over there. Well, it was I. I wasn't coerced. coerced. Well, I'm, I'm necessarily. Saying it's like I. Um, I work for a couple people. I, I, I work for John Malecki and I work for Jess Crow. Jess Crow was at the event and wanted to talk to me, and so I went to go talk to Jess and to like, kind of, you know, nudge Steph in the ribs and say, "Hey, uh, there's a reinforcement here. Hi, bye." Um. So I guess if that's that's coerced. I guess I was coerced. But it was more for, you know, talking to my boss <laughs> than going and participating up, in this event. But you ended up going, you said it was not even like, as expected, it wasn't even a conducive location to have a discussion about anything Mm-mm. vital because of the venue and the, the noise level and the rowdiness as, you know, as a, a secret party, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you end up coming back anyways. Well, also, like, I'm not the personality to... Yeah find those things appealing like i don't drink i am not great at socializing um and so it's like to have have a party where the point is to drink and to socialize like i just i am not comfortable (laughs) i just i'm not comfortable and so like i will make an appearance if my my presence is necessary otherwise like i like i came right back and sat in the lobby Yep. And on talked a, on a comfy until, couch. Yeah. On a comfy couch and talked until two o'clock in the morning and was able to hear everything that people were saying without them having to yell at me because the music was loud or whatnot. Yeah. 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 There is a diff you're right. I think there is a different level of experience for events like this, depending on where you fall in that ladder. And honestly, I think if it hadn't been for the fact that Wes and I had put together ARG and had worked with these companies that were part of this this private event we would we wouldn't have been invited either it just so happened that that we were and so we did so yeah are you gonna go next year if they haven't i don't know if if um i don't know it's, it's hard to say because I, there's so few maker related events now so with maker fairs you know not occurring regularly if at all um it's hard to say uh i'm probably leaning to no um but if it's my only excuse to hang out with you guys the only opportunity to hang out with a lot of people then i could i could that's the only draw if for some reason Mm -hmm. we convinced like a part of our objective of doing this arg thing was to maybe get 
an interest to actually have that as a sanction. This it was not a sanctioned event. No. By WorkbenchCon, it was sort no. of like a a guerrilla style. Hey, we're gonna do this thing on top of WorkbenchCon. Uh, we hope people are gonna participate, and they did. Yeah. I think we we could have had a lot more participation from several different you know factors, being you know actual uh, being able to present the idea and uh, being advertised and actually having a budget to do some of the stuff we wanted to do. Those are all great factors. And if that's actually something that we are invited to do, sure. I'd be more inclined to say yes, but it's getting harder and harder for me to sell it to myself, let alone my other half of the geek smithing business, which is my wife. We're 50, mm-hmm. 50 actually into this. And so if I don't see much of a benefit from my channel in the next year, probably not unless we can have some other conference here in Raleigh where it's a lot cheaper for me. Westcon, I'm telling you, Westcon. Or any other event we can sub in there. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's it's harder for harder for me to justify it. Um, what about you, Sean? Mine's dependent on a, uh, a couple factors. Um, one is that I need to kind of take myself out of the running for some things at work, some responsibilities, so I can actually go when I want to go and come back when I want to come back. And not feel like there's this huge penalty at work or having to find people to cover for me at work, which is nearly impossible for the things that I do. Um, that's kind of one of the things that makes it the hardest. Because I hate having this whirlwind feeling where I, you know, I enjoy it, but it's gone so fast and it takes me a, a day to adjust anyways. So it really only feels like I was there for a day in some ways, especially after being up for 30 hours straight. And probably not even be able to spell my name, you know, at a, at a certain point. Um, but just to be present. Um, the other thing is that you know my wife and I had talked about us going together next year, because Wes, just like you, you know, she's fifty percent of the business. My wife is fifty percent of a, you know, yeah. my business here. You know, she Catherine said she she Catherine said sorry to interject, but yeah. Catherine said that she is sad she missed it because now she knows a lot more people than she knew. The preview events and even also Maker Fair, she didn't really know a lot of people, so maybe that could be the angle. Oh yeah, knowing that if Catherine and you know, John and your wife were there, I mean that'd be huge. Um, not that it's a event specific for that, but you know, it's an additional kind of like motivation too. But it would have made our sleeping arrangements a little bit awkward. I didn't throw pillows at US. My wife probably would have. <laughs> I, I'm not going to comment on, on that, but <laughs> but the thing is too that you know if, if she's going to fly to Atlanta, she wants to actually see Atlanta, mm-hmm. which means taking even more time. Which I'm not even sure I could do that with taking more time off of work. So there's there's all these these stipulations and unknowns right now. Um, do I want to go? Um, yeah, sure. Am, am I going to? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Have you done um, my well, all the businesses that participated in the ARG this year um, want to do it again next year. Bigger than what we did this year. I see bill them. I, yeah, I don't think you do which, it for free. No, no, no. Yeah. Which is great because it's like you've seen what we can do. Yeah. Now we can leverage that because we already have their interest. Uh-huh. What's that line from the the Western movie, it's like, you've piqued my curiosity, now you have my interest, that kind of thing. Um, you have my attention, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, now you have my attention. 
and we can leverage that to get paid for all this work that we're doing. And, um, and make sure you don't just get paid in product. Yes. Because that'll be the number one thing that they wanted, They would say that they, that they would I know. do. And that was the one thing about talking to vendors. It's like finding the ones that were only interested in giving away free product and not not paying for branded content because there there were four vendors there that I I didn't even talk to. I'm like I I'm sure what you have to offer is fantastic. I don't want to waste my time if you are not interested in giving me money. I just kind of bad to, you know. I'm sure they're great, but when when time is limited, when attention spans are limited and whatnot, like I need to make sure that I'm I'm using my time wisely. And so it's I think that will be the deciding factor for me because like I'm with Wes, like every year it's, it's harder and harder, especially this year. Cause I go to the, I go to the event. I go to check-in during orientation the first night. And they're like, what's your name? My name is Donovan. Are you sure? Cause you're not on the list. <laughs> and she asked me if I knew how to spell my name and I'm like, come on. It would, it started off bad and it's just, it's it's hard because what they're providing, like the the things that WorkbenchCon are providing every year seem to be diminishing while what they charge keeps going up. And so this there's this conversation that we have that we had at the end of like last WorkbenchCon and their WorkbenchCon. It's it's like where where is all the money going? Because it's not going to this event. And it's just it's it's hard after after an event like like I said if it's if it's not for like the ARG and like having all of expenses taken care of and being paid to be there and to participate and sorry I didn't mean to hit the microphone um, and to do what we did like I I am leaning more towards like Maker Camp than WorkbenchCon for future events. I have I have to say that. So this, like I said before, and I've already mentioned this, this is my first time going to work, Workbench Con, and Workbench Con had been talked up so much over the last couple of years, and you two specifically, oh, you have to go, you have to go, you're going next year. I'm like, okay, I'm going. So I don't know if I had an unrealistic, if I had an unrealistic expectation of what would be there, or what this experience would be, um, but but mainly from the convention, not not the interaction and networking part. We wanted you to go because we were going to be there. Well, no, I, I understand that too. Yeah. But but there were additional business-related reasons why you were advising me to go too. Just because mm-hmm. the whole thing is pitched that this is where you meet with sponsors. This is where people walk away with deals. I'm like, okay, that's great. I get to the hotel. I walk up the stairs to where WorkbenchCon is. And I walk into the initial area and my brother's with me. And I'm looking around going, this is it? I didn't know that there was more in the in the larger hall behind it, and oh, okay. I, even, but then I walked in the larger hall and I'm still going. This is it. I was really expecting so much more, and maybe that was an unrealistic expectation on my part. I I don't know. So it was underwhelming. Um, I don't want to say underwhelming, just not what I would have expected from something that seems like it's supposed to be a little bit more prestigious for this one exact purpose. Mm-hmm. COVID pandemic. I'm sure it's a factor. I, I'm hold on, hold on a quick second. I'm sure it's a factor, but you know, when I look at the main stage, I see the workbench con logo on the screen and I see home Depot knowing home Depot is sponsoring. 
Um, I did not feel that there was a presence of Home Depot at all, and I'm sure to be the headline sponsor would cost a fair amount of money. The The numbers don't add up. The The conceptual numbers don't add up for me. It, it just it seems really weird. But maybe I don't understand the ins and outs of, of how this production works. Um, I'm not going to pretend to. Just something doesn't seem right. Yeah, you did bring up a good point in that um, in workbench cons in the past, Home Depot played like a major role in the events and activities. Like when when Home Depot is there, there's like competitions, there's games, there's like interactive stuff. It is it is really cool. Um, this year they were not there, and I didn't think about it until you you just said it, Sean. That it's like I think that that had a huge impact because they were not at their own event. And so all of that interactivity, all the games, all of the the competition and, and stuff that, that they usually put on every year at WorkbenchCon was just, it just wasn't there. I think the trading card convention in the hall adjacent had a better, <laughs> had a better system. Those people are hardcore. Yeah, they are oh hardcore. <laughs> I saw 80 year olds like, dishing it out with 14 year olds over shoes and like baseball cards and i'm just like what is happening carrying lock boxes like they were walking out of fort knox i know <laughs> it was fun <laughs> man did you get the 87 yeah i got the 87 did you get how much did you get the 87 for oh i got for two grand i was like who are you like how much disposable income do these people have oh my gosh ah uh, it was it was crazy I'm, I'm glad it went. I had the funnest time hanging out with you guys. It was, I always feel so much better just being around you and hanging out with you and recharging off of you guys. It was, it was great. There, there is something we have to mention though. Hmm. I don't think I've ever laughed harder playing a group game yeah. with people <laughs> than playing those Jackbox games or whatever they're called. <laughs> oh my goodness. That yep. was a fun time. Yeah, I can't even describe it without getting into trouble. <laughs> it's it's all yeah. in the lobby. It's yep, all, all in the lobby. Yep. It's all it's where it all happens. If we gave yep. particulars, we'd probably have to drop the family's tent pole. That's thing. true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, what are you guys geeking out about? Is there anything you're geeking out about since we're BenchCon? I am. I can go first. Um, there was a very very brief announcement of a game that was shown, I think, last week that I'm geeking about, and that's Street Fighter VI. Um, I don't play the games a whole lot, but I'm still a fan of the IP and the property, and um, the little thing they showed was pretty cool, so I'm geeking out about that. Uh, let's see. The second season of Star Trek Picard aired today. Uh, it was all right. Um, it's the first season. I was It was my most anticipated show that year. And it ended up being like one of my biggest disappointments. It was super weird, and I did not like it very much. The second season so far, first episode in, pretty solid. It's off to a better start. Had some cool cameos in it. I wish they didn't spoil that they were going to be cameos in like the promotional material for the show, which I'm not just I'm not going to announce it. So because I don't want to spoil it for people that could be surprised. But if you're interested in Star Trek, uh, check it out. After you watch the first season, uh, looking forward to the next couple season or next couple episodes of that. Uh, I'm not really watching a lot of TV right now, and so 
the TV I do need that I do watch needs to be really good, <laughs> or else I get really pissed off. And Star <laughs> Trek's one of my favorite series, you know, IPs. So whenever I'm, I'm especially critical for a lot of that stuff, deservedly so. Because I mean, I think I think it could be a lot better than it has been. Uh, I look forward to Star Trek conversations with people that would engage me on them. <laughs> and I'll leave you it. You said that. Star Wars, right? <laughs> I can talk smack about Star Wars all day long too. I, I can talk about I can talk smack about either one equally. So I welcome it. And I also want to point out that Dad Crafting, Dad Crafted said he was going to converse with us about Boba Fett at the Workbench Con. He's like, "Oh, I will have some words with you, gentlemen, at Workbench Con regarding my favorite IP." And we're like, "Okay, let's bring it." Let's, let's see. He didn't mention it at once. And also on the ride down, I, I rode down with Wing Geeks Craft. I was promised there would be Weird Al in the car ride. There's oh, not yeah. a sing, there was not a single Weird Al song that was played. Just, just want to point that out for yeah. uh, anybody li- listening. I'm, I'm I'm taking notes. I'm remembering this. That's cool. It's all right. It's cool. <laughs> um, I'm geeking out about the new friends we made at Workbench Con. It's so one of the things that I've I've said in the past about Workbench Con is is you go and you realize that how good of friends you are with people that you've never met before. And we made new friends this year and it was it was fantastic. And I've been learning uh, new skills and new like new sources of inspiration and it's just been it's been great. I'm excited for for what projects may come out of this in the future. Very cool. That would be you, Wes. I tried to segue for you. Apparently, I didn't uh, set it up pretty good. Well, we have a website <laughs> where you can send us direct info about the show if you want to suggest a topic or something to discuss, or maybe you want to debate about something that we said on the show. You could do so at our website on the contact page. On the homepage of the site, you could listen to all of our past episodes, and then you will also have access to the shop, which has some making geeks themed merchandise which i keep saying that we're going to have some more on there soon which we will just soon is kind of like a sliding scale of time mm-hmm. and you can check all that out at makingyeast.com you can also check out our patreon page at patreon.com slash making geeks to put some money put your money where our mouths are every time we release an episode people donate their money and support of the show and we absolutely appreciate each and every one of you that do that if it weren't for you, we definitely wouldn't be able to have cool offerings at different events, uh, such as WorkbenchCon, and even uh, attend them in some respects. And so we definitely thank you guys for your support, uh, including our top patrons, Jordan, Square Splinter, and Clinton. You guys rock. And all of us um, talk about the particular projects we're working on in any given moment on our social medias. So if you want to see what Wes is coming up with at any given moment, you can go see his stuff at Geeksmithing. If you want to see what Sean is working on, especially his laser stuff that he's going to be coming out with in the next two weeks, uh, you can follow his his journey of that over at Geek Builders. And if you want to see what craziness I've got coming up with now, uh, you can follow me at Once Upon a Workbench. You can find new episodes of the show every Saturday morning on your favorite podcast player of choice. I want to say thank you to everybody hanging out in the live chat. 
it always makes for uh, all the colorful conversation and makes for a more enjoyable show so it doesn't feel like we're just talking out into the ether. So for all of us, to all of you, have a great week. See ya. Bye. Sip of tea. Okay, I'm good.